welcome to Grocer Cast, a production of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. I'm Brandon Scholes, president of the WGA, thanking you for joining us today. This program is a member benefit for the WGA's retail, warehouse, and allied members. Grocer Cast is produced to provide WGA members with insight to the different components of the grocery industry, consumer and industry trends, category insight, and more. In addition to the industry program with Seth and Jacob Fox of Kruger Wholesale Florist, we'll feature a member profile in the second half of the show with Ted Balistrieri of Semnix Markets. Grocer Cast is produced by the WGA's marketing coordinator, Brittany Knutson. Today we're joined by Seth Fox, the COO, and Jacob Fox, Director of Business Development of Kruger Wholesale Florist, a family-owned business and a longtime member of the WGA. The WGA's GrocerCast is sponsored by Zone Mechanical North. Zone Mechanical North is the grocery industry's commercial and industrial refrigeration, HVAC, and EMS contractor. We specialize in grocery store and warehouse refrigeration systems with coverage around the state with our two locations in Franklin and Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Hi, I'm Deb Yerkes, business manager at Zone Mechanical North and also a proud member of the WGA Board of Directors. Zone Mechanical North was built on creating partnerships with grocers, and it's important to us to give back to the community and the industry. Zone Mechanical North is your trusted partner, and we're here to help our WGA members. Hello, I'm Robert Wilson, Service Manager for Zone Mechanical North. I'm here to help explain what's going on with your refrigeration and HVAC systems. Let Zone Mechanical North be your partner to set up a preventive maintenance program to extend the life of your capital assets. These include your refrigeration compressors, rooftop condensers, refrigerant oil levels, refrigerant filters, store air conditioning, store heating, evaporator coils, and more. Give Zone Mechanical North a call. Let us know how we can help from setting up a preventive maintenance program to, to providing a second quote on any maintenance fixes. We can also quote equipment replacements. Seth and Jacob Fox, Kruger Wholesale Florist, many thanks for joining us today. Kruger Wholesale Flores has been a great supporter of the WGA over the years and uh, supporting grocers here in Wisconsin as well. It'll be fun today as we kind of have the father-son duo and the second generation member involved in the company. Seth and then Jacob, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got the biz and, and, and uh, how it all got started. Thanks, Brandon, for having us. Uh, how did I get in the business? Graduated high school at 18, applied at Kruger Wholesale, and uh, started working in the warehouse, sweeping floors, cutting flowers, unloading loading trucks. Uh, had the opportunity to get into sales, and I was awarded my own uh, fresh cut flower route, selling flowers to traditional flower shops. And uh, I did that for 20 years. And in 2003, uh, had some changes in the company and uh, became part owner of the company. And uh, we, I became the chief operating officer, and we've grown from there. So I, I, my background, um, Seth's my dad. So I started working here when I was uh, 16 years old and I worked house, um, up through college. Um, and then actually during my college years at QW Lacrosse, I had the opportunity to intern in Bogota, Colombia and Quito, Ecuador, where I learned more of the growing aspect and exporting aspect of the business. Um, and then actually after college, I, I packed up and moved to California for seven years where I was an account manager um, and then regional manager for a, a ventilation company based out of Wisconsin. And then uh, June 2019, I, I packed up again and I moved back home to join the team here at Kriegers. 
You know, Krieger uh, Wholesale Floors has been a really strong supporter of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. Uh, years ago, before your expansion, um, you hosted uh, one of the WGA board meetings. And I remember our board members learning. It, it was so interesting because the grocers on the board, uh, are, many of them are your customers. But as you uh, toured us through the warehouse and, and, and the Lily Greenhouses and your other facilities, it was so interesting to find out how your businesses run. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I was fascinated almost from a consumer level about, you know, those uh, flowers that ended up in the grocery store and how they, and how they got there. Tell us a little bit, uh, Seth, if you would, about uh, Krieger Wholesale Florist. How did it start? How has it changed over the years? Uh, Krieger Wholesale started in 1963 in the basement of Jim Krieger's mom's house in Merrill, Wisconsin. Uh, back then, the flowers were flown in from California to the central Wisconsin airport, and Jim would pick up flowers weekly from the airport and, and uh, make his deliveries. Uh, how's it changed now? Uh, Krieger Wholesale has a transit company where we have our own semis picking flowers up in Miami and California, and a team of, of, team of drivers that bring them back. Uh, we have over 100 power units, and we service over nine states. Uh, a big change is that... Uh, the company in the beginning where we were servicing flower traditional flower shops and now we service over 400 grocers throughout the nine states that we service jacob every company uh, had to make changes to its business model back during the pandemic and we are past that now to you know a certain extent but what uh what did kruger wholesale floors do uh during that, and, and how is it evident uh, in your businesses with your relations with your grocer customers, changes that you may have made that are now part of your normal business routine? Well, I, I guess like the biggest thing that, that we had to change um, during the COVID um, was how we order um, and secure our product. Um, getting um, flowers out of South America became very difficult at times, um, like with the lack of passenger jets, as well as um, cargo jets flying. Um, to the continent. So what we started doing is, is ordering much further uh, ahead of time. So that gives our partner vendors the time to secure the spots on the flight to get the product to Miami, where our semis can then uh, pick it up and, and drive back to Wisconsin um, in a timely manner. Um, same thing on plants. Um, plants became very hard um, to find at, at times like during the COVID. Um, so we also partnered with um, farmers in Homestead and Apopka, Florida. And we have great, like great teams on there. So we still had time to source our, our plants. Um, how was that evident for our, our customers? Um, we, we had the two biggest holidays um, ever on record um, for Krieger Wholesale this past Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. And um, we fulfilled every order that we had come into the system. And we actually brought in three extra semis of bouquets and flowers to have um, in case anyone needed that um, beyond what they had on order. Um, so I think everyone, because of that, had a great holiday season this year. Let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Um, kind of the anecdotal stories we heard was that during COVID, uh, people and customers, uh, you know, kind of moved to wanting having more fresh flowers, cut flowers in their homes. Is that something that you guys saw across the board um, during the COVID period? Yeah, demand has, has skyrocketed um, for both um, fresh, fresh cut bouquets um, and potted plants. Um, Actually, starting last March and going into April, May, we were sourcing extra bouquets um, by the semi-load. I think people just wanted something happy um, in their house like, during that time. Um, 
and it's more of a European lifestyle now where you, like, like where you buy um, thick flavors weekly. And it's, um, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. We're talking with Seth and Jacob Fox of Kruger Wholesale Florist. Seth, talk with us a little bit about some of the key programs that uh, you have and how they support grocers as you reach out and, and work with your customers. Uh, the program I like to go back to the most is that um, explain how the flowers are, are sourced. Uh, the, the bouquets are put together on a Friday in Bogota or Medellin, Colombia. Uh, then they're flown Friday night to Miami. And then on Saturday, we have a minimum of three semis there every Saturday morning. Uh, we load those bouquets onto the trucks. They arrive here with, with, within 26 hours, uh, team drivers. They only stop for gas one time. So that, that process is on Sunday. And on Monday morning, those bouquets that were in Bogota, Colombia on Friday morning are now delivered to Fargo, Indiana, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, the nine states that we do it. So we always like to say that the flowers that you receive are four days fresh. And later in the week, again, we, we do the same process again um, on a Wednesday. So with that, we can guarantee that our, our flowers will last at the home for five days. Uh, but shortly, we're going to change our sleep to a seven-day guarantee. So the uh, end consumer will, can be, know that they'll have at least seven days of freshness with that bouquet. I have to tell you, Seth, when, when, I, when you first told us that story about how you source your products and materials, uh, I, I was amazed as just everybody else in the room that, as you say, picked on Friday in your store on Monday it was pretty amazing. Uh, how has your, uh, I want to do a follow-up question, how has uh, that process been affected by a labor force or drivers, are, are you experiencing some of those issues uh, in your in your side of the business? Uh, there's an extreme shortage of uh, semi-drivers, as, as you probably understand, throughout the nation. Um, we've had some very long longevity with our semi-drivers. Uh, of course, we, we, we pay them well. That always helps retain them. Uh, our niche with the semi-drivers, though, because we need these flowers back, they know they're going to be back here on Saturday morning. And later in the week, they know their schedule, and uh, they they so that helps us retain our current semis drivers. They have the same lanes um, each week, which is good for us. So they know what what day they leave and what time they'll be back. Correct. Well, now that we are kind of halfway through 2021, and we're starting efforts to get back to some pre-COVID uh, uh, things. Uh, Jacob, maybe you could share with us your thoughts on how you see the business continuing uh, to be an important part of the grocery store uh, with your products, as well as where customer demand uh, is headed and, and, and then any kind of product trends that you see coming. Yeah, um, so we actually just got back from a conference um, last week and um, I was able to talk with some other vendors and, and wholesalers and based on all the discussion, um, we don't see any like slowdown um, in the floral industry. Um, both for bouquets, fresh cut flowers, and potted plants. Um, and actually a lot of our, our customers are, are moving the floral back to the front of the house um, due to the um, increased demand, um, just because it's a more of an impulse buy, like right when you walk in and um, it's something very pretty and bright. Um, potted plants and upgrades, I think will continue to be very, very popular. Um, see a big um, uptick in the mini um, like succulents and, and potted plants. All the millennials are, are, are driving that still. Um, they're, 
they're collecting them like um they're they're pets basically um and i don't see that going down <laughs> um, anytime soon okay I, I think that's probably the first time i've i've heard plants referred to as pets with the exception of a chia pet um, <laughs> but it's yeah. uh i have friends that um you know they have 10 to 15 plants in their house and they're still trying to find room in their house for more plants um so i think that's going to continue well, for the next year, at least. Seth, uh, Kruger Wholesale has expanded, as I mentioned earlier. The WGA was uh, there for a board meeting you generously hosted for us. But since then, you've made a number of changes. Can you share a little bit about um, the, the expansions you've had, uh, You know how the facilities have expanded, um, and, and what you're looking like today? Uh, yes, in the last six years we've had a total of four five expansions uh, we ended up going putting up a satellite cooler uh, on our property that we use for the holidays major holidays christmas valentine's easter and mother's day some of the holidays we do 12 times the volume as a normal week uh, so those, that cooler facility is only used on on the large holidays um, here at the main warehouse we put on four expansions in the last five years uh, the most recent one we finished one in March, and then we just finished another one in uh, right before Mother's Day in May. That is another six loading docks and uh, with a 7,000 square foot cooler. Um, so that brings us up to uh, 60, 60 loading docks that are all enclosed. So all of our trucks in the winter, including the semis, are all parked inside our facility. And uh, right now, we should be good for another one or two years, but we'll be adding on after that again, as we continue to grow. That's just an amazing story of growth um, from back not only when the company started, but I would say in the last 10 years, as, as I know I've become more familiar with the company and, and watching your business. Um, <clears throat> but this, this trend is just an amazing one to hear that people have gravitated even more than what they have from you know special occasion flowers to you know full time in the house. Uh, it's just tremendous news for your industry. Uh, Jacob, maybe you could share with us uh, some of the things that uh, uh, your team and the company does in terms of uh, some charitable projects, some giving back things that uh, you do uh, to support your communities. Yeah. Um. So we do a few things locally and then we do one big event um for the state of wisconsin um so in in the rothschild area where where our headquarters is um we do the festival of trees every year um which that's like a a banquet um where people bid on christmas trees um and that supports end-of-life care um we also do the forest gate run um which is a charity based in rothschild wisconsin um that puts together scholarships for high school students and then our, our normally our biggest event that we help with is we do a letter to blue where we uh, um, sponsor bouquets um, that are sold in supermarkets uh, across Wisconsin on the first week of April normally. And then all the proceeds from the, from the bouquets are donated to the um, Autism Society of Wausau, of, of, of Wisconsin, I'm sorry. And another, some of the other donations we do out throughout the years that we'll have our, our grocer partners contact us and ask if we'll donate dozens of roses for, could be a golf outing, or could be bouquets for an event that a, a grocer is um, doing. And uh, we provide a lot of free bouquets to help support their causes. 
And then on the fundraising side of things too, um, we, we do partner with our grocers um, and we'll do the, the programs for, for fundraising for Lions Clubs um, and Kiwanis um, if they want bouquets or, or roses for that. I also want to just note your extreme generosity at the WGA's Expo. Um, over the years, the hundreds of uh, bouquets and plants that you've given away so generously to the folks that attend that uh, to attend the expo, you certainly put a big smile on everybody's face, and we really appreciate everything that uh, Kruger Wholesale Florist has done in support of the WGA. Seth and Jacob, many thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Brandon, and thanks to, to the WGA. Uh, Krieger Wholesale is an allied member and a business partner with the WGA. Uh, uh, the, we look forward to the expo every year. It helps us reach out to our customers and potential customers all in a day or two, uh, just to be able to see many of the owners and the managers face-to-face, -face, and uh, it's just a, a great expo every year. Thank you for all the all your support. Seth and Jacob, thank you again for joining us on the WGA's Grocer Cast, and many thanks to you and the Krieger Wholesale Florist for your support. Many thanks again uh, for the sponsorship from Zone Mechanical North and their work with grocers across the state. We look forward to WGA members joining us for the next segment with Ted Balistrieri from Sendix Markets in the metropolitan Milwaukee area. Zone Mechanical North is your one-stop shop for full installation, service, sales, and preventative maintenance of all your refrigeration and HVAC equipment. In the South, please contact Zone Mechanical North in our Franklin location at 262-347-4180. And new in 2021 is our Northern Eau Claire division. Phone number is 715-450-0246. Zone Mechanical North has the ability to help WGA members throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. Welcome back to GrocerCast and many thanks to Seth and Jacob Fox of Kruger Wholesale Floors for joining us on GrocerCast in our first portion today and thanks to our sponsoring partner Zone Mechanical North. Zone Mechanical North is a WGA business partner and Deb Yorks and the team at Zone Mechanical North participate in a majority of the WGA's programs and events and promotions. And we really do appreciate their support and Deb Yorks' service on the WGA's board of directors. For more information, you can check out their website at zonemechanical.com. Our grocer guest today is Ted Balistrieri of Sendix Markets in Metro Milwaukee. Ted is a third generation co-owner and operator of 17 Sendix stores along with his brothers, Patrick, Nick, and sister, Margaret. Sendix has been a longtime member of the WGA, was our grocer of the year in 2009. Welcome, Ted, and uh, many thanks for joining us today to help kick off part two of the show. Uh, give us a little look into your background, how you got the family grocery business. Uh, where did it all start? Well, thank you, Brandon. It's a pleasure to join you today, and probably like a lot of other independent grocers. Uh, it seems like I got into it uh, by birth <laughs> uh, through our family when I was a young kid working in the store. You know, Sendix uh, was started in 1926, so we're celebrating 95 years in business. 
And it was started by our grandfather and his brothers. Uh, they had a little produce market on the east side of Milwaukee and Shorewood. And they eventually uh, grew their business uh, to three separate stores. Um, and uh, Next Generation came in and took over um, in the 1950s and 60s. My dad and his brother uh, ran the Whitefish Bay Sendix. And um, they operated it until 2001 uh, when my brothers and I formed our partnership um, and started um, you know, operating the, the Sendix store in Whitefish Bay. Since then, we've been really fortunate to add on uh, 16 other stores. Uh, we love what we're doing. And along the way, our sister Margaret joined us and we've just had a really good run. And we love what we do. Uh, we love being part of this industry. And uh, there's nothing better than good food uh, and family celebrations. So that's what we're all about. It's uh, interesting, Ted, as a kid, uh, I think uh, you and I talked about this. I grew up in the North Shore of Milwaukee. And so that store on Whitefish Bay on Silver Spring Drive was uh, kind of my, one of the family's neighborhood stores. So yeah, I, used run, I used to run around there a lot. It's, uh, we remember you, Brandon. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's interesting. It's, it's one of the things I love about the industry and love about the business is that um, I can go in now and see customers that I remember when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old working in the store. The same customers are, keep coming back. And uh, it's wonderful. We're all a little older now, uh, but being part of the community and, um, having that type of interaction with long, uh, long-term legacy customers. And when they come in with their kids and their grandkids, it just brings a smile to my face and reminds me why uh, this is such a great business. You know, uh, you mentioned it went from the one store to 16 stores later, you're now at 17. Maybe share a little bit about the history of the growth of Sendix and kind of how it started. I love the story of how the name came, but you know, many years of adding stores, and uh, the other part of this is really what what has become <clears throat> your philosophy in terms of of growing the stores, managing the stores, uh, how to approach your customers. How's that evolved over the years? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for asking me. The name Sendix is a it's a great story. Um, the name the name Sendix is a completely made up name. Um, <laughs> And the story is that when uh, our great grandfather and uh, his family uh, emigrated to uh, Milwaukee and they were living down in the third ward where all the Italian immigrants lived at the time, um, they needed a stove for their home and they went to a store and picked out a stove. And they said to the salesperson, send it to, to us. And the salesperson misunderstood what they were saying and thought that they were saying that their name was Sendic. So they wrote on the delivery slip, uh, Sendic as the name um, for the delivery people to deliver the stove to. So <laughs> delivery people came down to the third ward looking for the Sendic family. Well, in this close knit community, um, the name stuck and they, uh, from then on became known as the Sendic family. And of course they named their store Sendix and uh, that's how it goes. So, um, you know, in terms of growth, 
I think uh, for every business, your you know, growth is important. You have to be growth minded. And um, in 2001, when Patrick, Nick, and I uh, formed our partnership and took over the business in Whitefish Bay, we definitely had a mind for growth. And um, you know, at that time, there were a lot of things happening in the marketplace. Um, you know, Cole's Food Store was leaving the marketplace. Jewel Osco um, left the marketplace. Uh, a number of other things that were going on. And we were able to um, find some really neat locations and some great communities. Uh, Wauwatosa, Mequon, Grafton and were, um, you know, the three first, you know, that was really our big growth in the early 2000s. And then we've gone on from there. Um, you know, but I think it's important for any business. You're, you're either growing or you're going backwards. And so to stay growth-minded, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical um, stores. It can be other things um, that you're doing to continually innovate and grow your business. And one of the things we learned from our father early on was the importance um, in business to continue to innovate and grow and I know, in, in Brandon, you may remember this, our Whitefish Bay store has seen a number of remodels in, over the years and additions and uh, dad would be finished with one remodel and he'd already be working on the next one. And um, that attitude of um, continuing to invest in the business, I think is so important. And it's something that we've tried to uh, do throughout our careers as well. Tell us a little bit, Ted, about um, your philosophy uh, as you look at your customers and your guests that come into the store. What do you what do you emphasize most amongst your staff and their interactions with customers that uh, visit your stores? Yeah, well, the I mean, it all it, we're talking about food. We're talking about family. It, it needs to be fun as well. Um, so food, family and fun. So we want an environment that's fun for our customers fun for our employees. And um, our, I guess our differentiator in the marketplace is, um, and has been really from the beginning is to offer really high quality, unique products and serve it in a, you know, wrap it in a bow of really great customer service with knowledgeable associates. And that's those types of things when you're, when you're offering a great product with great customer service, then the fun comes as a, a part of that. Culturally, you know, it, it really starts with our employees. And um, it's something that we work hard at. Uh, we have a servant leadership um, style. Uh, we've flattened out the organization. It's not unusual for um, our top leaders to be uh, in our delis, in our meat departments, um, bagging groceries or doing other things, including myself. Um, uh, making deli salads or cutting fruit in the produce department. Uh, those are things that we really enjoy doing. So it's really team oriented, um, you know, creating an environment where there's trust throughout the organization and uh, having a lot of transparency as to what we're working on and generating um, you know, goals that are shared by the entire organization, whether you're a 15 year old bagger or a, you know, 15 year veteran or a 40 year veteran, and we have some of those, uh, we all have shared goals and a shared fate. Um, and that type of 
um, outlook and attitude just creates for a wonderful environment in stores. And that's something that we work at pretty hard. We're talking today with Ted Balistrieri, co-owner and president of 17 of the Sendix markets in Metro Milwaukee. Ted, we're uh, kind of 15 months past the start of the pandemic and it's kind of starting to wind down. We see that across the state as people continue to be vaccinated and, and changes are coming back to normal. Are, are there lessons that, that you and your team learned from 2020 that, that you're using now in your stores? Because we're seeing the social distancing markings pass and some of the other things that were so prevalent in that first year, right? you know, decals are starting to come off and the masks are coming off. Besides the physical stuff, were, were there lessons that you learned that you still have in place today? Well, certainly. I mean, there's so many lessons over the last uh, 14 months. Um, I can't uh, even begin to uh, count them all. But I, I would say this, Brandon, that I think the pandemic was such a unique event. And I hope that we never have to go through something like that again uh, as a community, as a nation. Um, you know, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Um, and what we're experiencing now is more of a return to normal uh, shopping patterns. Um, people are getting back to their normal lives. Um, and as you mentioned, some of the precautions that we put in place during the height of the pandemic, um, you know, the um, social distancing, um, you know, some of those things are starting to, the, the, the wearing of the masks, um, you know, that's, we're not requiring that of either our customers or, or our employees right now, if they've been fully vaccinated. Um, so we're starting to see a return to normal. Um, I think, you know, in terms of lessons, um, I think one of the great lessons is how important this industry is to the community. And you know, I think that it's a, with a great deal of pride um, that I'm part of this industry that our, and I think our employees feel that as well. Our whole company feels that. And I hope our whole industry feels that, um, that we played a vital role during the pandemic. And I think that will carry on. The recognition of the vital role that we play in the country will carry on into the future. I think one of the other things that's, um, uh, lesson learned is just the importance of sanitation throughout our operations. And um, we've been really proud of all the steps that we've taken along the way. Um, and we've gotten recognized from our customers for those steps. And, th and that's been really gratifying. You know, there's, there are all sorts of challenges that face the grocery industry these days and always have been always well. Inflation, Product shortages is something that's you know been with us now for a year. Substitutions that customers have to get used to, as well as workforce availability. And at times, this has been cyclical over the years. But but the challenge last year and now this year <clears throat> is something that we've just never experienced because the workforce is there; they're just not coming to work. And this isn't restricted to the grocery industry, but it's one of the biggest problems we hear from. WGA members across the across the state. How are you handling that in your stores and in your business? Yeah, it's it's a real problem. And um, you know, I would say that one thing that we 
have recognized over the years is that there's always going to be swings. There's going to be tightness in the, in the labor market at times, and then it's going to be more lax at times. So those swings happen. Right now, we're in a tight labor market, uh, which poses some, some uh, unique challenges. But I would say this from a leadership standpoint in our company, it can never be used as a crutch or an excuse um, you know, to not perform daily um, the operations of our, of our business. So how we're approaching it is to acknowledge it. Uh, we're, you know, we're being completely transparent with our work with the employees that we have and we're planning for it. Um, so we are taking certain steps um, to make sure that we have the staff necessary um, to, to be able to handle the business that we have. Of course, the culture that I described earlier, a culture of trust and, and teamwork allows for the organization to really address the problem head on. And um, I think that there's some comfort to that among our staff that they know that the company is doing everything that we can to address any labor shortages as quickly as we can. And so that helps with attitude and mood and uh, the feelings that, that our employees may have uh, that are asked to do a few more tasks than they normally would be asked to do. And then finally, I just say, you know, it's an issue that we have to address. A customer should never see it. And that's something that we work um, really hard not to let a tight labor market affect the day-to-day -day operations as it pertains to our customers. Now, now that we're uh, the first couple of weeks here of working <clears throat> without masks and maybe gloves, the, some of the social distancing programs that customers were used to, all the COVID-related precautions, uh, even even your associates in the store. Uh, I'm curious, what are, what do, what are your associates hearing uh, in the stores from customers, and, and what sort of changes are you seeing your customers uh, going through? Are they, you know, how they're shopping. Um, now, now that they're headed into summer, what sort of changes do you see? Or are they still kind of uh, shopping in the same patterns they did during COVID? Yeah, there's definitely a change in what they're buying. I mean, obviously, a, a year ago, it was a lot about staples, uh, a lot of grocery, frozen foods, meat, seafood. Um, those were the departments that were really... Uh, heating and all cylinder liquor departments were really doing well um, a year ago. That's changed a little bit now. We're seeing some of the uh, perishable departments, uh, particularly our deli and bakery departments, are, are growing sales at a pretty fast clip right now. That is indication to us that things are returning to normal. For the most part, I think our customers are happy that if they've been fully vaccinated, they can come into our stores and they don't have to wear a mask. Um, and I think that they're delighting in the fact that, as well as our employees are delighting in the fact that things are getting back to normal. And um, with few exceptions, we've had um, really no, I, I think our customers have just been great uh, during the pandemic and uh, through today. They've just been really understanding of what we're doing. And like I said before, we've received a lot of acknowledgement from our customers. Um, regarding the safe environment that we've provided to them over the last 14 months. And I know Sendix is involved in, in many communities throughout your 17 stores. 
if you could share with us some of the charitable and community uh, oriented events uh, that you support and that uh, you and your team, the company's involved in. Well, I think one of the great things about being a local uh, independent grocer is that our community is really important to us. We can make decisions that really affect the community. Over the last, you know, I, for, since we've been involved, we've tried to be a, a solid player in the um, philanthropic area. We have a quarterly, quarterly charity partner. Uh, over the last year, we've made significant donations to the MAC Fund, Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin, on our flight, one thing we've learned is that our customers just love our veterans and so do we. And we just finished a um, fundraising campaign for the Sojourner uh, Center that helps uh, survivors of domestic abuse and a really meaningful charity. We also get involved in local schools and um, local events from runs and walks to um, fireworks and community celebrations. Um, I just think it's important, uh, again, in, in our position as being a local grocer, to get involved in, in the community and try to make an impact on a bigger level. So uh, it's a big part of our, our uh, values and something that we are really happy to do with the help of our customers. Ted, many thanks for being with us today on Grocer Cast. Well, thank you, Brandon, and I want to thank you and the staff at the Wisconsin Grocers Association for the wonderful work you do. I know that recently I had the opportunity to participate at the day at the Capitol and meet with some of our legislators, legislators and I just um, want to thank you and your entire team for the wonderful work that you do getting us in front of those important people to help us um, in our lobbying efforts. And uh, I would say to the other independent grocers out there, other grocers that are out there, get involved, be a part of it. It does make a difference. So thanks for all you do, Brandon. Many thanks. Ted Balistrieri, third generation co-owner of Sendix Markets in the Milwaukee area and longtime members of the WGA. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks to our sponsors, Zone Mechanical North and to you the WGA members for joining us. We look forward to having you be with us again on the next WGA's GrocerCast.